Hey, what's up everyone? How you doing tonight? We're here in the Digital live stream and we've got Jimmy, Rob, we've got Amos, and we've got Frederick. Tonight we are talking Theta. All right, everybody. So we've got a different rig tonight. If you were fortunate enough to uh, be a part of the alpha test last night, <laughs> we appreciate everybody's help, but we're streaming a little bit different tonight. And as you know, my favorite thing to do, raw dog, we are ready to rock and roll tonight. So how's everybody doing in the chat tonight? Ah, good, man. You know, I had to freaking get down to some of my uh, Johnny Walker for tonight after the last couple of days. Ooh, Jesus, man. Oh, you drinking that Thrones Walker? <laughs> oh, Bro, yeah, you know, we have, you know we have to celebrate. Yeah, Did, is there actual alcohol in there or just ice? Uh, no, there's alcohol. <laughs> there's alcohol. All right, so um, really, Dragon quick, ice. really quick, uh, I want to make sure that we thank uh, famous Amos for being here, uh, taking some of his busy time. Uh, I know he had to like speed just to make it. Uh, we all had to speed, and like this is a helping hand by everyone or from everyone wendell is actually uh he has my stream key because um i guess i became a walking emp and destroyed just about <laughs> all of my elect electrics um so thank you for that this theta uh review wouldn't have been possible without wendell and i want to make sure i thank everybody for being here if this is your first time subscribe um so as always um let's get right into it we're gonna go ahead and call it um a drive-by uh, we calling it a drive-by today because of famous Amos, um, <laughs> where we quickly review what Theta is about, <laughs> and um, we call it a drive-through. But Amos is like, "Well, in my neighborhood, we have drive-by." So I was like, "All right, we we're going drive-by tonight." <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and start it. Then I'm gonna ask Amos how he's feeling, and then he's gonna pick off from the drive-by. <laughs> All right. So uh, basically, what it, what is Theta? All right, Theta is a decentralized video platform. And the way that it works is that um, you earn tokens by uh, sharing your bandwidth, which is pretty sweet and it solves a lot of issues, all right? So what this does is that it helps people who have um, you know, poor video quality due to their bandwidth, all right? And the, the issue that we're facing here is like the, um, the high cost of um, video content delivery and that network cost um, that you know, keeps on piling on top of it. And when you really start to talk about it is that um, right now we have very limited capacity or capability of um, doing anything for third world countries because of their distance or their lack of resources and so on. So uh, yes, for us who are filthy rich with like bandwidth and we can go ahead and upgrade our program to whatever we want. And um, you know, that's nothing we can, go ahead and share some of that bandwidth with other people. Um, I want to go over uh, my experience uh, with Sliver TV and um, a couple of people that have spoken to also joined in the Theta uh, community chat. That was pretty fun. My drive, uh, my drive by is going to be super quick because Famous did an amazing video on it and he will be better at it. Uh, it was fantastic. Make sure that you uh, pass by his YouTube channel and you check out his video. He's amazing with it. And uh, we'll talk about it lasso. You know, we have to get some of lasso in here a little bit later, Famous. So um, how are you doing today? And please take the drive by. All right. Well, I'm Famous Amos. People call me uh, Amos or Famous. Uh, either works. Yep. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, 
had a pretty busy night. I'm just glad to be here chilling with you guys. I think I was here once before, I think, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so hmm. that's pretty much how I'm doing. Should I just dive right into talking about Theta? Let's go, sir. All right, so if you've watched my video, you know that Theta is a CDN or a content delivery network. Now, there are a lot of projects claiming to do this, um, but none of, not a lot of them have the skills, capability, capacity, or the technical knowledge, the know-how. Um, thing about Theta is uh, they are very, their content delivery network for a particular use case, which is basically streaming and the gaming industry. And they have four patents in this space. So um, a lot of, as I said, a lot of companies can say, well, I'm going to do that, but do you have the patents, bro? <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of, that kind of solidifies your spot in the industry right there. So they're solving um, three major issues, which is the low quality of video streaming. And obviously if you are a streamer or a gamer, you know, you've probably suffered with this a lot. I, I watch um, professional League of Legends esports. My favorite team is TSM from League of Legends. And, ah. um, you know, right in the middle of the juicy fight, you just see that little spin. You know, you, you're just getting into the groove of things and your screen just, you got a buffer, man. So Theta is trying to get rid of all of that. You know, they're there. And how they do that is by implementing caching nodes um, that are stored basically in a spatial database, which anyone that knows uh, IT, um, you know that routers communicate based on hops, how many hop away is the net, you know. Um, so whichever hop is closest, it's channels basically like summoning the power of, of those around you to get that stream flowing in a smooth manner. So that's basically one of the main things that Theta is solving. And they're also solving by um, solving the high cost of streaming infrastructure because listen, there's not cheap to set up um, a content distribution network. So what they're doing is they're allowing every person that opens up their intelligent client player, which is a proprietary client player. Um, every person that opens up that player can distribute um, or help source bandwidth for everyone that's around them. So it's basically everyone joining together to share the stream data and make sure that everyone can see the stream correctly. However, but they're not fools, you know? What, what happens when, if it doesn't work for everyone, you know, one person goes down or all the nodes in your particular area go down, you would think that the whole network would crash. But what they've done is basically set a backup, which is, to rely on the initial, um, the or I guess the the paid for content distribution network that is not Theta. So even in my video, I made a mistake in assuming that Theta was, I guess, a competitor to content distribution networks, but they're not. They support them. So they're basically an auxiliary to existing contribution, this um, content distribution networks. They're an auxiliary to that. So they're not in competition. So they're not in competition with YouTube. They're not in competition with Twitch. They're not, com they're not competitors. They support them. So imagine YouTube needs, uh, needs better uh, infrastructure for their live streaming services or whatever. It could be like, hey, let's implement Theta. And as you can see, Theta has some big names on their advisory board from YouTube, Twitch. They got some names on there. So yeah, that's the second um, thing that they're basically... Um, 
trying to solve. And the third part of it is to become truly decentralized. Uh, right now, every content distribution network, I don't care what network you're using, you're going to be using some sort of centralized servers somewhere. So Theta is taking the burden away from um, centralized servers and making that a distributed uh, computer system or computer network system. So it's basically like building an overlay network um, that is completely decentralized, completely peer-to-peer -peer, um, to support streaming services. Now, I will say Tata is positioned in a unique spot uh, as opposed to any other content distribution network because of the patents they've secured. Because no other company has a patent to stream VR um, services yet. That's a real thing. And that's, if you guys know where the future is going, the future is definitely going into augmented reality, virtual reality. That's where we're going. Ready we're never going to be talking to each other in person anymore. I'm probably going to be seeing uh, Grumpy Cat over there in his persona. <laughs> you know, uh, you're not going to be doing the, the, the internet's not going to be what it is today. It really is. So Theta has basically, I would say, the keys to the future of gaming. They literally have the patents. They have it. Well, have yeah, not only the patent famous, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get a uh, a little bit more into it after we get with after Wendell does his um, his uh, start of Robert and um, um, Bitcoin it. Jesus over there. But <laughs> former former Bitcoin former Jesus. Bitcoin former Jesus. Bitcoin. We need to get a new name. But yeah, not only do they have the patents, but they have all this stuff going for them, Amos. And um, I'm, I'm excited that, uh, that you were able to make it because there was a question about bandwidth that we know the answer to. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, first of all, let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to Wendell. Okay. Yeah, so uh, essentially what we do here is we go through the MVE, uh, minimal vial, uh, viable ecosystem, and then we go over the MVP, the product side, and then we get into some of the details to do a correlation of things like the community, um, things like do they have a good GitHub and things like that. But one of the things that we have actually done is we've actually looked into Theta a little bit before, uh, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to someone for MVE first. I don't know if Rob or Frederick wants to take a look at the MVE first. I mean, essentially, they're the same things this time around, right? Yeah, oh, mostly. Yeah. One, one, thing, <laughs> one thing I do have to declare: I'm a I'm a uh, buffer phobe. I, I hate buffer. <laughs> whenever you're watching, so I hate that it drives me nuts. I don't know Absolutely. why, but it does. I um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and kick it over there to Grumpy Cat because I. <laughs> I'll just piggyback off of you. Uh, okay. Done. Well, essentially. He gave us what they're trying to solve. <laughs> hold on. Oh, hold on. Uh, Grand Illusion says something. And it, it freaking cracked me up. I just noticed it. What? Grand Illusion asked if uh, if you're from Alcatraz. I just noticed it. Stop. <laughs> it behind you. I'm glad somebody actually picked that up. <laughs> nice. It is uh, Alcatraz. Uh, you escaped the rock. Yeah. Good, good call out, Grand Illusion. By the way, if this is your first time on the channel, please do not forget to subscribe. Um, and also like the video and Amos, um, I was, a, uh, I was slow and I did not post your link. I will come back and put all of your links in the channel description as well, or the video description. Oh, yeah. Um, check out Amos. All right. So sorry. Go ahead, Grumpy. So, so, so yeah, you know what? Yeah. next time I'm going to have to 
put on my uh, blockchain unchanged shirt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> Are we sure? <laughs> so essentially, he covered the three. They, you know, low quality streaming. You know, high cost of the infrastructure, centralized. You know, um, so the MVE for them would be, you know, they're trying to make a content delivery network, right? And they're trying to pay people to support the network with, is it Tief? Okay, so we had a question to start off. Is it still, are they still using Gamma or is Tfuel replacing that? that? That's the replacement. So Theta Fuel was So what Gamma. is, so is they have an actual Theta non-ERC token and Tfuel or right. is it all yes. one now? Right, so, so Theta is the staking token. That's the governance token. So yeah. that's what you would upload into your, I guess your government, they have like validator nodes and stuff. That's what you would upload there and use that to guide the general economy. So Theta Fuel is like gas for NEO. Um, Theta Fuel is what you use to, you know, pay and incentivize the network. Okay. So that that's good. That's uh, we were talking about that before the stream, before you showed up, and we were curious. So, um, yeah. well, there, yeah, I, you know, because the thing is, um, uh, I wanted to talk about that later, but yeah, I was pretty. We were confused. Uh, I wasn't. I remember that it was like a two token system. You had the fuel, and then you had the theta, and then he brought up gamma, but then gamma was um, uh, renamed, right? The gamma right. is okay. Right. Yeah, that, that that was essentially uh, the conversation that me and Robert were having. And not so, only is it a two token system, it's a two layer node system as well. Correct. Because they have um, guardian nodes and validator nodes. Yeah. Right. They basically are Sounds doing like a couple similar. ones we've covered before. Yeah. But this one. <laughs> no, okay. their consensus is definitely something that's they're, not. They're yeah, their consensus is pretty solid. We'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. I also have something when we talk about their staking that I have an issue with. But um, how about we let you? How about we let you talk first, though? No, you haven't nah. let me talk this entire time. <laughs> nah, nah. We're, we're just gonna keep interrupting you. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Basically, it's gonna be the streamers and the content creators, and they have uh, what? So Sliver TV, right? Is it TV? Yeah. Yes. Um. So they they have that, and so essentially, it's I'm not going to say a one trick pony, but streaming is their bread and butter, and that's essentially where they're going with all this. So, is there something you wanted to piggyback there, Frederick? It took yeah, us yeah, ten minutes yeah, to yeah. get there. No, no, yeah, I'm I'm happy to piggyback on that. Um, <laughs> so they're, I mean, yeah, as of right now, I mean, it's all about streaming, but they're going to try and implement video on demand eventually, which we all know that's huge. I mean, ninety percent. 90 to 99 percent of youtube's video on demand and they ha definitely are trying to dig into like movies music esports education all that other great stuff but and, aren't they ahead. just looking to support these so like youtube they want as a partner so they can support the youtube network by running it on theta right they, they, yes. they want netflix to run on theta they, yeah they're not trying to replace them right no. right but having so they're, them, so they're like the wonder bra of the crypto world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like the, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, they're like the wonder bra of the. But think about it this way, though: if all those systems run on top of Theta, they basically have replaced them in terms of infrastructure. Exactly. Maybe not so in terms of like direct money. saving them money, putting money back into the users' pockets. Because so the mainnet launch was March fifteenth, 
and they had a medium post 10 days after about how the network was running. And uh, it was actually pretty impressive. They had 2.7 million transactions that were on chain in 10 days. The average user got 31 beta fuel, which is about $16 at that current market price. And the average watch time per uh, session was 38 and a half minutes, which is about double what it is on other platforms. So they already have some, they're, like 10 days out, they had some pretty solid metrics pumping through. And uh, I, I do like their roadmap. Um, one thing I saw doing some research on this is that it seems like they almost waited to develop. So they would launch as five, they would launch a little bit before true 5G was rolling out. Because from what I've seen, once 5G rolls out, I mean, we're all dead. No, I mean, maybe. <laughs> That's a fact. Maybe, yeah, I mean, okay, ignore the dead part. But once that, like the way Theta works running on 5G, it'll just be like seamless, completely seamless. Yep. <laughs> Scaredy cat now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you know if I die tomorrow, guess what? It's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> point. And then, so a question I did have with like the, uh, so you have the validator nodes and the guardian nodes. So the guardian nodes, you'd need a hundred thousand theta, right? Is that right? Um, I, I believe. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It was a hundred thousand in the white paper, but I also think they stated it was up to change. Okay. Yes. And yeah. what's and what's As like the? Change. I don't know, but what's the like the reward uh, percentage or staking? You know. That I'm not a hundred percent on. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was curious about that. Yeah, I can't remember the changes, but uh, just like Kevin said, it was to uh, they were going to change that around, right? Um, also, so uh, even if we did have a number from the original white paper, it would be wrong based on their yeah, yeah. Uh, modification yeah. at this and point. Then, yeah, and the other thing I like is that you can earn theta fuel not just by uh, contributing the bandwidth, but actual participating and watching and sharing and all. So that's actually something I like because that just creates a positive feedback loop to get people keep coming I'm, back and keep I earning and use, supporting the platform. I saw, I watched uh, when they, the, the first Twitch stream and I went live on Theta and mm -hmm. I won like a shirt, I won like a, a jar, I won like some Bro, yeah. bad stuff. And I was just sitting there just clicking, yeah, you will win this round, you won't win. <laughs> you know, like I was just betting money and just winning. So yeah, I love that. Uh, I love yeah, I got to tell you guys about my experience too, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, later on from joining on Sliver, but we can't, we, uh, were you good, uh, Frederick? Are we good to pass it on to Wendell or did, or did you have anything else? Yeah, I mean, my only other thing is, you know, the supply. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Frederick, you're, you're breaking up there, buddy. Fuel. You're breaking up pretty good. Uh, <laughs> like he needs Beta Network. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, you don't even know my yeah, internet issues, man. They are, I'm, and I'm on, and I'm on hotspot. Like I'm on, like I'm on, like my fallback right now, and I'm oh, still like. Nice. So yeah, my one other thing is that the supply is a little high, but it's also utility based, so I kind of understand it. And uh, fuel tends to be a higher supply anyway to make it cheap to run. So yeah, yeah. that's about all I got. So all right. So I, I have a couple of questions though. So where's the I guess the added value for just a normal everyday user to have the opportunity to, you know, gain, I guess, some of the rewards. But what's the advantage for YouTube? They just don't have to build out the infrastructure? Yeah, you lower the cost of 
content distribution by 80%. But then don't they run the risk of Theta partnering with other people that could potentially pay YouTube to use their platform? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't get that. So normal everyday users use YouTube and they don't have to pay anything, right? Right. But don't they have some commercial deals with people? As in YouTube or Theta? Yeah, YouTube does. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> so, because one, well, one of your things was saying that they're not a competitor. Um, well, well, okay. So here's the deal. Um, but it, but it, uh, as far as far as I understand, um, yes, uh, they, they are they are not a competitor, but there is that slim. There's an area where YouTube is going right now, and it's the fact that they're they are demonetizing the heck out of a lot of freaking areas, yes. a lot of channels. Yep. They're demonetizing like crazy. Okay, so what do you do to channels that become demonetized? But okay, you know what? Perhaps they cannot, de uh, you know, fully pay them or keep them on the money. But perhaps those channels they can provide a different form of monetization. So kind of creating a split. All these freaking channels that have like let's say twenty five thousand plus are are getting monetized for certain people that they have contracts with. You know, you guys will stay streamlining on YouTube. Well, why don't you guys go ahead and go through the uh, Theta Avenue and monetize yourself this way? We will not be paying you, but people will be paying you. Uh, could that be a possibility? Yeah, that definitely, it's a possibility. And I think I got so I think what Wendell was asking was basically like how YouTube has their paywalls and they've been doing premium channels like with sports and stuff. So I'm pretty sure through Theta, they'd be able to keep those paywalls up and keep those premium services. People would just be able to potentially pay for it by watching and earn the token. So it's like they're earning to watch instead of they're just paying out of pocket to watch. So once you're on long enough, you'd be able to, because I mean, at 16 bucks, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty, you know, that's Netflix or Hulu basically. Yeah, that's your subscription, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a subscription. And that, I mean, as you watch more, that is going to go up. You're going to earn more fuel. And then the other thing, when we talk about reducing cost of everything saved on a blockchain, right now, if a video on YouTube is over 15 or 30 seconds after that first bit, it's all tape. It's not on a, it's not on flash storage. It's all on tape storage. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, that's a lot of data they got to, put on tape and store somewhere. So that's overhead cost that they would get to reduce as well. Okay. Um, Go Terrace uh, uh, 1719. He said that websites will finally be able to compete with YouTube using the theta protocol for video stream because it will be a lot cheaper and most likely uh, quick and easier to set up. See, I think that's the way people are looking at it because if you look, look at it from a simplistic term, two different people doing exact same thing it's hard to say they're not competing. If if YouTube and Theta are distributing, you know, content, they're doing the same thing. And just like Jimmy said, those people that get booted off of it or the paywalls, do you guys have the premium service from YouTube where you don't get ads? Don't you hate when you're watching something good and then all of a sudden the ad pops up and stops it? <laughs> because <laughs> technically, brave, brave browser, bro. Brave browser. I'm, I'm never watching it. It's always just like the listening sound and I'm yeah. hearing something else. So I don't. I could give two craps whether yeah. a commercial pops up. It's no different than me listening to the radio. 
You're, you're conditioned, man. You're conditioned. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, conditioned? I mean, no, I'm just too busy to be like, oh, skip that ad. Like, and I'm yeah. not going to pay some stupid, you know, I'm not mm. going to pay YouTube to get rid of it. Sorry. You know, um, whatever. Yeah. But I know people that have like, cause you know, there's like different versions. They have different premium subscriptions. I know people that have like their TV base one. I think it's YouTube red, red instead of cable. And they're like, yeah, I get like a basic package. I get sports. I get whatever. They still have commercials when they watch YouTube though. And I mean, yeah. it is what it is. That's true. That's true. I think it's actually called YouTube TV. Yeah. And so you know what? It's TV and, now. and eventually they, they are going to try, <clears throat> I'm sorry, in their own white paper there, uh, they talk about this is way back when I read it. Obviously, everything just came crashing this weekend for me. Again, the walking EMP. <laughs> Don't leave your shit laying in the sun there, buddy. Yeah. But hey, listen, my grumpy cat, mind your own business right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is my business. So, so wait, so wait so a minute. Basically, so I want to turn it over to you, Jimmy. I want to turn it over to you. I just want to say this last thing. I'm not saying that they're competing with them. I'm just saying that there's that possibility if they continue to grow, they're going to start thinking about it. That's just my opinion. All right. Yeah. No, no. But see, but that's the thing. It's like they're, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you um, because uh, <clears throat> I, I do believe that this is kind of like the, the model that they're going to play. You know what I mean? They will do that. I also, um, another thing is that if they partner with, um, with Theta, okay, they bring on Sliver and also a lot of Twitch people to YouTube as well. Mm. So they will be monetizing through that area as well. Because you got to remember, they have the Twitch uh, contract and they have the Sliver TV contract, which is freaking crazy. And, um, I'll go ahead and like uh, slide into what I was uh, saying because I went ahead and I earned some fuel. I I had a Twitch account, all right? So from my Twitch account, it was very simple. Since they locked that contract with Twitch, all I had to do was go to slivertv.com and log in with my Twitch account. From the minute that my Twitch account was locked in to Sliver TV, all I needed to do is to find out who is streaming and who is um, you know, providing fuel. What channel is giving out fuel for you to watch? And every 10 minutes, you would get fuel. So obviously, because of the disaster that happened to me, um, where my main rig went down, and I had my laptop, um, I actually was uh, engaging with the Sliver TV community, which was pretty cool. And the channel that I went to was um, at uh, Cliff Gamma CEO, um, you know, he uh he was pretty freaking cool man he acknowledged that we were i was there checking out uh how this fuel thing worked and i was talking to everyone and bro just like uh famous amos was talking about people were just going crazy um i want to get into samsung vr as, as well uh people were going crazy just donating fuel also while earning winning prizes and all this other stuff it was something very different if you if you did like I saw the future of gaming. Exactly. I saw the future exactly. of gaming uh, sitting there while I was freaking doing my schoolwork that I need to submit. I was still able to earn and communicate with people and experience something that I have never experienced before. That speaking caught of, me. Speaking of future of gaming, I know Twitch is one of their partners. So how do they 
work you know they're going to be competing against each other correct then like uh, i think i think twitch will eventually it, just host everything on top of theta yes yeah you see the thing is it's it's not like theta from theta's perspective they don't really care about they're building the infrastructure and to be honest there's incentive for everyone there's incentive for tv though hosts esports right Right. Well, and yeah, they, they Twitch, cover Legends as well. Twitch yeah. hosts esports, right? Right. So they're direct competitors. Right. But, okay. But, <laughs> and that's their parent but, company, right? Okay, but YouTube, right? Also, like they also live stream esports on YouTube. Yep. And there's also live streaming of esports on Twitch. That is more of a competitor because they don't support each other at all. Theta, exactly. however will reduce your content distribution network fees by 80%. So even if you do consider them a competitor, they're a competitor that helps you. It, unless they figure out a way to incentivize doing it on Sliver.tv over Twitch. I mean, it's not like Slips, um, as Taylor is saying, I am going to get rid of YouTube. No, I understand that though, but their parent company owns an esports. Right. Right. So right. that's, that's well, kind of a so, conflict but, of interest. So I get what you're saying there, Robert, in terms of the conflict of interest part and how like the parent company would have some minor incentive to disallow competitors on the platform. But if they allow the competitors on the platform, they're basically generating revenue Oh, oh. So it doesn't matter if the competitor succeeds or fails, they're de generating revenue off their competitors by them being on the platform. Right. So no matter how they do, they have that uh, income stream in the back pocket. Well, I'm just, it's less for them and more yeah. for Twitch saying, hey, I'm out. And that's their, because nobody, okay, I'm sorry, this is going to sound terrible in the crypto space, but nobody cares about Sliver.tv. But now if you say, hey, Twitch left the platform, well, it's going to rain <laughs> on everybody's parade, right? Just like if they said, hey, YouTube's going to utilize this this month, everybody's going to FOMO the crap out of it, you know? What if they were to merge? Yeah, well, I maybe. Yeah. Mergers and acquisitions. I think that's the point that they're trying to reach at. That's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. So mo modern day modern day entrepreneurship just make the product good enough to get bought up by somebody bigger. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, think well, about it. I well, mean, actually, because they have they have their own isolated future in VR. Like yep. they, they have their own market that they can sustain themselves in, regardless of being bought out or not. For sure. Okay, and um, uh, well, we, I'm gonna go ahead and use that as something because uh, you guys said a couple of stuff. Um, also, uh, Ralph Cooper and a couple of people mentioned um, Samsung VR. You guys really need to understand and start connecting the dots here with certain things. Well, not you guys, I'm being general. And one thing is that um, they want to get IoT devices to work together with, um, you know, Theta, all right? Another thing is, they want to start working on uh, smart TVs technology with data, providing the bandwidth and stuff, blah, blah, blah. They're already partners with Samsung VR. That alone is huge. And Samsung right now at the moment kind of owns the market for TVs. So they kind of have the researchers 
already at their disposal to get to where they want to be. I mean, LG has amazing TV with a freaking OLED. Don't get me wrong. I have a freaking OLED myself, but I'm just saying they do have a freaking huge group of, of researchers and they're not slowing down. They have other plans of getting IOT devices uh, and again, smart TVs into the game. So real, real quick, Jimmy, we, I guess our failed stream, we talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it actually made it on that little bit of the stream. We were talking about Cardano having this little hosting box and, you know, Holochain has their own little hosting box and now they want data to run off of IOT devices to host it. How many of these damn devices are there going to be in the crypto space? <laughs> like, you, I'm hey, kind of fed up. If your solution is, hey, your desk needs to have 50 freaking things so that you can stake. You okay, know. so 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 what if I were to tell you, hey, um, the uh, Samsung uh, 5000T whatever TV now has Liver TV built into I, it. I'm going to do what exactly. I'm going to do one better. How long will that TV stay relevant in hosting and staking over X number of years? How long does any electronics stay relevant? Yeah, that's exactly. exactly. But you're going to have to make it upgradable, right? To support the network eventually. So, so my advice to you is never buy any electronics, my friend. Right. <laughs> so, no, so, so I'm going to do I'm going to do one better on the TV. So, I mean, everything is getting connected. Our TVs yes. have our TVs have tablets built in, basically, and our, our refrigerators have tablets built in, basically. We're going to get to. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to a point where within your refrigerator and within a section of that tablet, you're going to have a hub to host not only IoT stuff, but also different staking and blockchain connectivity protocols. It will happen eventually. It's just a matter of how much time is it going to take. Yep, go try to buy a TV now that doesn't have a RJ45 Ethernet connector or Wi-Fi built into it. Most TVs. I can't find a non-smart TV that's brand new. I can't I'm do it. I tried. Sure, so then you're going to have to pick and choose who supports what when you're making a decision on your TVs, right? Or, that or that has always been the case. Yeah. Always. Yep. But you're no longer buying it off the technology, right? You're, you're not off of how well the TV performs. Now you got to throw into the mix of you know, what crypto does it support and blah, blah, blah. And nobody's going to give a shit about that when they're buying a TV. Which is why I think, and this is a bit off topic, but that's why I think Elastos has the, the rain. Because what they're doing is they're, like, they, they literally have three different chat dApps, right? From three different independent companies. And they can all speak to each other. Hmm. Using decentralized IDs issued by the DID sidechain. I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it kind of made me. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is the space, the world that you're thinking, that's how things would have run if we kept um, technology at the standard it's at right now. Yes, everybody's going to build, but the world that we're going into is a world of combining of technologies. I do not see a future where you where you think there's going to be 50 different cryptos and you have to match mix and match that's not i don't see that taking place ever i uh, right now that's how i see it of course we're gonna currently everybody's got to have a raspberry pi running some shit or another to <laughs> right. get your staking working but the future, you know, i'm just saying like about, so 
Their solution to Lightning is put it on a Raspberry Pi. Their solution to Cardano staking is, hey, make this device and run it off an external hard drive. Their, their solution to Holochain is, I don't know what dusty piece of crap they took a photo of, but I don't, it's like 1980s Yo. technology. So right. here's your 486DX2 supporting the Holochain network. And it's just, they got that that's your solution to get Yo, I, just, I just love that i just love that picture i'm sorry to cut you also i love that picture because there's only like one guy in that freaking it's, it's a hollow chain they have a guy that makes your hollow ports and they don't look anything like your indiegogo campaign i'm sorry i didn't mean to go off the rails they oh just, yeah you're off um, now <laughs> but yeah we're but doing it, it it gets to the point if that's your solution to mass adoption is having my girlfriend tried to set up Raspberry Pi to support the network or grandma, you know, plugging in her toaster and hoping that it supports the network. You know, All right. So since we're far off, since we're complaining right now, I'm going to say one of my complaints is the inconsistency of the GitHub for Theta. Oh, well, wait, oh wait, before we do that, because that's back on topic. Let me go back off the rails. For a second. <laughs> yeah, so, on topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to follow up with Rob's statement, um, you know, the I guess the integration of all those different protocols and companies and organizations out there, that's always been a challenge. One of the best things that happened to IoT was the Amazon um Alexa. AWS. Oh, but, Alexa. Yes, because that thing came out and they were freaking everywhere and everybody started creating for the Amazon Alexa. And then everybody started creating their own. Google started catching up and I don't know what Apple thought, but they're still trying to catch up. Um, and then things on the smartphone, but voice recognition and automation was driven by Amazon. They were one of the ones that first came out of the gate and hit it big. I don't know if you remember those Christmas sales when they freaking put that Alexa on sale and they sold millions of those things. That's what drove IoT as far as being able to communicate. Because now people can freaking tell the Alexa to get something drop shipped to their house the same day if they want to. Change the temperature of my house. Everything. And and there's and it talks to everything. You say, hey, Alexa, find the devices in my house, and it will do it. So piggybacking off of what uh, Grumpy Cat was saying, like I think when people take and when you look at crypto in a, in a silo, you, you start thinking, well, you compare it to today's technology and how we think today, right? But the large scale of blockchain really and truly outside of bringing digitized trust, it really is working towards solving the issue that you're, that you're literally bringing up. For example, VeChain, no mention if they're good or not, I'm not saying that, That's but right. the <laughs> concept of merging supply chains, right? This is, this is usually a market where everyone is super competitive. Everyone has their proprietary side chain, um, I mean, um, supply chain, nobody wants to share their information, whatever, whatever, because no one wants to, you know, get their, their, their goodness or juiciness stolen from. So blockchain is literally allowing all of these companies to combine and share and profit off of each other in a secure way. So blockchain will do the same thing for technology. We would not need to have these silos of competitive markets. 
if we can find a way to use blockchain to utilize um, the co the combining of the industry. That that's what blockchain is for. That's the, it, its inherent nature is to bring things together because you know why I trust you. So if you view um, technology or the future of technology in the way you view today, you will always be a step behind because that's not where the technology is taking you. The technology is taking us to this place where you can load up a smart TV and connect with 50 million different projects from different industries, standards of all sorts of whatever, and still be like, hey, I'm using my simple HTML5 TV or whatever, you know, yeah. Th that's the point of it. So I don't think, I think the issue that you're bringing up is much sm smaller than what it will be in the future. Well, it's, it's big now. It will right. be small in five, 10, five, 10 years. years, which is, I mean, and realistically speaking, we're not expecting to do anything with blockchain today. We are thinking about five, 10 years from now. Whenever you buy a token, you're thinking, well, in five years, I'm going to be a millionaire. Nobody's thinking I'm a millionaire tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, I can imagine half the space agrees with you. Yeah, I would be talking to Ambos and moonshots if they yeah. didn't. Oh, no. The majority of the people that come into the space, they, I mean, I think they, they, they're already having freaking, like, Hawaii vacations, like, for two weeks. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I my job. I think anybody that's in the market currently, maybe after this past pump, they're delusional. But, like, the past year kind of was sobering yeah. to a lot of people. But so guys, whoever's you know, really left. The people that have learned their lessons, to your point, and to your point, Robert, because you are 100% correct. However, I'm seeing the pattern emerge. Did, did, did you just see what happened? And this is why uh, uh -oh. we have to be cautious because we've been talking about this, Robert. That's why we have to be very cautious with volume and markets and all this other stuff. Um, I believe that the freaking um, the search for uh, Bitcoin on Google last week after it spiked up from the whales and whatnot, it, ex it exploded. And then all of a sudden people found their freaking love and interest with crypto and started throwing money in without knowing what has changed. So what Nothing. has changed scott Nothing. scott says he's in it for the tech and um yeah everybody's I, I, in everybody's in for the tech until they <laughs> until, until you see the chart go up <laughs> oh yeah i'm in the yeah. money baby and when i was a teenager i read playboy because of the articles so so <laughs> okay yeah sure. I have a <laughs> you're so smart though but that's why you're so smart though robert i mean <laughs> I, I do no, have a trigger I, on what robert said though his his point about you know, everyone's setting up a Raspberry Pi for uh, adoption and everything. I, I want you to think about it, Robert. You're you're on the cutting edge of this technology, and that's why you're dealing with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, this stuff isn't proven. This this stuff is in development, and it's definitely raw. So, having a complaint about that is counterproductive. So that's my trigger, though. Is, is it counterproductive because you're, you're everybody's preaching mass adoption and if you don't handle this stuff now with all the you know there's a bunch of band-aid fixes going on right yeah. now right yeah um, so how do you get mass how do you get mass adoption then without getting from you, uh, you're well, saying okay. when you were okay, born, here right? here's when my you point born, did you, you have did you get born and you started off sprinting in the olympics <laughs> Yes. Is that, yes. So when, as soon as you were born, dude, you were born. Does it look like this ever ran? Took off running. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. When I went, when I was born, I learned yeah. bungee jump. 
Oh, so as soon as you were born, you went straight. You just bungee dumped <laughs> immediately. That's like boom. <laughs> right. I mean, you're gonna have some growth. You gotta start somewhere, and we're at the front of that. That's you I, know. I guess yeah. I yeah. Okay. So so I have 50 devices on my here. Here's this is the next my my only neck um, negative that I have to complain about is so now you have all these devices mm-hmm. up all your bandwidth. Now I'm selling all my free bandwidth, and the ISP says. Hey, you've reached your limit for the month. We're going to throttle you. So the biggest linchpin on all this crap is going to be what your internet service provider does with your bandwidth because they're going to say, hey, we need your off time to support the network elsewhere. And if I have all these devices using all my bandwidth every second of every day, then the infrastructure isn't there to support the neighborhood and everybody's internet connection goes to shit because my microwave is now staking theta and my toaster's doing well, see, you, you know what i say so, to that you shouldn't have voted for trump because he put buckshot <laughs> in network neutrality yeah. wait 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 time out. The, the, yeah well, Damn, i'm not getting political out. here but <laughs> but that is that is fired. that is the biggest issue you're going to run into with this this system okay but uh uh okay so there there are going to be uh some solutions in the future for that in my opinion all right, let's start with the ver- the one that's in our doorsteps, which is 5G. So, so okay. real quick, so, though, my one my one comment to Robert's thing there is most of the applications, the bandwidth required is very minimal. I mean, even if you're running but 15. Not with 15, data, uh, you're selling your bandwidth yeah. to use it for their network. Well, I'm, I imagine you can cap the amount of bandwidth. Bro, you should not be saying anything <laughs> wrong about data. You need theta. <laughs> I'm no, I, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm saying, no, no, I'm not saying bad. I'm saying, so what I'm saying is like, so let's say I'm running like 12 crypto devices on my bandwidth. All right. And then I want to, you can't you handle know. one. Come on. Can a man. So let's say I'm running like 12, 12 full nodes basically. All right. Okay. Plus, I'm selling only a portion of my extra bandwidth to theta, and then I have my reserve bandwidth for everything else I want to do, right? Can't you cap the amount? Of, don't you have control of how much bandwidth you're selling over to theta? It's not all of it. It doesn't just suck it up, right? Am I, well, am I, I mean, wrong there? You, you can only assume with the, um, with the distribution the way it works, okay? So, I mean, listen, don't, don't take this as gospel, but this is just my common sense here. And it's a dangerous place. Okay. <laughs> so what my assumption, and you know what assumptions are, they make a asset of you me. Yeah, there you go. So it's the more fandom that a person gets, or the more followers that a person gets, the less of the bandwidth that will be required. More of your bandwidth will be required for a channel that doesn't have as many people than it would for someone that has a lot. No, I um, thought it was your local area utilizing. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Local, local wise. Right. So the the, right. the the problem with the then like what did they call it? The last mile. Yes, yeah. Sir. Okay. So the problem with that is then all the bandwidth is over here, and the last mile person's still over here. So we're all getting our transactions at a billion things a second with data, and the last mile guy's still Frederick on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> man you know you're just crushing me so no so but honestly it isn't the guy still so far off of the network that it's not going to matter 
is so far off from the from the con so for example if i if i were a youtube server and i'm streaming right and my wife or whatever someone next to me this person here is like the person who has the last mile i am getting the beautiful data at this this close mm -hmm. so now i become this person's youtube server at this so they no longer have to travel from here to here they just have to travel from here to here so it increases it's still better than traveling 50 miles as opposed to traveling 10. so so, but, say, but so say the last mile is the last 100 yards but you know population densities are there for a reason and then you know you go out of the population area you're still that far away from the content delivery well say like your your little shack well uh never mind i'm not gonna but so go ahead frederick i'll just say this is a great segue into 5g rolling out uh oh exactly i i wasn't gonna say it but go ahead i mean i mean i mean part of i feel like uh theta's rollout timeline was to it was perfect to be a little bit ahead of the curve of 5g rolling out so as they're rolling out and everything's getting established 5g is right behind them and so that just increases their network speeds and eventually their network effect as everyone's like oh this is amazing this is easy this is fast this is seamless isn't isn't that going to be 5g in general though like would you need <laughs> Would you need the data mesh networks for 5G to work? It will work better. It would work uh, better. It, it will work a lot better. Our network. And, yeah, you're, you're, so you're, you're boosting performance. If you if you operate from perspective like Theta is going to 100% solve the last mile issue, obviously that's not always going to work in every situation. No company is ever going to have 100% guaranteed proper service. But from a technical standpoint it does help alleviate the last mile issue and that's the point at hand it helps it helps it helps from a technical standpoint now if if if, if every person will be resolved if the last mile issue is no longer an issue that is up to 5g but it does help with with today's current infrastructure the theta mesh network will help alleviate that issue so i i have a question now in terms of like the 5g rollout so the way 5g is being rolled out is they have to have basically hubs much closer together because the frequency is shorter. If they just that with 4G and just increase the hub layout, I mean, would 5G really be that much greater, really? Well, the shorter the frequency, the higher the impact. And to have those kind of speeds, you're going to have to set it up like that and kill people in the process. But no, but, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, is it in the dark? <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, so, but if we, so if, so, like, how they're saying they're gonna support 5G, like, within the states, how there's basically gonna have to be some sort of hub, like, every like two and a half to five miles, basically, so that the <laughs> network here on 4G, I mean, wouldn't that basically do what everyone wants 5G to do? Mr. H says they have to have them 500 feet from each then, other. And then not kill each other? 500 feet? Ooh -wee. Oh, my God. We're going to be microwaved. All right. Uh, you, hey, you remember those hot pockets you cooked in college where they were all, like, melty in the center and, like, you're, you're, hot but cold on the outside? That's going to be the humans. <laughs> That's going to be our organs, melted organs. Mm, can't wait. I, 
you know what before we go any further i just want to say i don't think fit is a bad project i just like to take the arguments and kind of hit them home yeah, yeah it's I so love, good it, i love it, it. Yeah, I, I love Theta, man. And I am a holder, by the way. Uh, and never any financial advice I, I, or investing advice, whatever. We already have the disclaimer because we always tend to freaking go off and not say go anything. Crazy. We go crazy. Yeah, we go so, crazy. I mean, honestly, but, um, go ahead. No, no. Uh, I just wanted to uh, bring up to the point that we are at um, uh, 952 and uh, Famous Amos, I want, I definitely want to get you in because I am yeah. I, uh, a supporter of you, Famous. And uh, with your permission, I would like to repurpose um, uh, uh, a video from here or a clip of you talking about Elasso in the Cyber Republic. Uh, because, oh, okay. you know, you know, it's been crazy because I have not... Um, see... Uh, Famous Amos never talked about it. Uh, he's just a real humble dude, and I support people like that. I love people like that. Um, I always say, I say, hey, bro, come in, and then you know we'll make sure we plug in and last those. He says, no, we don't need that, blah, 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 and that I refuse. So I definitely want to give you something. So if I can help out the Cyber Republic and you in any way possible with your project in Elasto, I want to oh. do that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, as I said, I, and also, if we, if you guys are on longer, I can do longer. There's no problem. I have time. Okay. Um, so, I guess I'll just shout out the last those. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Talk, <laughs> yeah, talk to us the last those. Cyber go so, ahead. This is actually something that I actually reached out to um, the head strategy manager at Theta about because Elastos has literally one of the largest peer-to-peer -peer networks existing to date over 1 million carrier nodes, 1 million um, nodes, um, carrier nodes within the ecosystem. So I was saying to myself, um, Theta can actually benefit from using the Elastos um, carrier nodes and Elastos can benefit from assimilating the Theta mesh network as well. It's, it's just two mesh networks, you combine them together, you have a super mesh network. The issue with that would be Obviously, Theta needs to track their off-chain transaction into their micropayment pool that is stored off-chain. So they need to figure out some sort of whatever, whatever. Anyway, so shout out to the Elastos crew. Sign up to go to cyberrepublic.org. You want to get, uh, I guess, get involved in the ecosystem. If you want to learn more about what Elastos is, you can definitely go to elastos.org. They've just rebranded their web website into something that's much easier to digest. Um, the information there is quite easy to understand now. And um, there is the Spotlight series um, done by KP Woods and Clarence uh, that explains exactly what Elastos does. And I would also like to highlight live that they have finally launched the hybrid consensus mechanism that actually solved the blockchain trilemma. So, you know, the, the blockchain trilemma of scalability, speed, security, all of that is literally and actually resolved as of when was that launch? Uh, I think it was like last week. So as of last week, the yep. blockchain trilemma in the crypto space is, has been officially resolved. But no, of course, marketing, is ne it needs to be done because no one else really knows that, hey, this has been solved. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. Um, A big problem is, in this space is letting people know about your project and getting it. That is the largest issue. I promise you guys, if people understood what Elastos has actually achieved, we would all be taking our underwear, running down the street, <laughs> being like, holy shit, we're free. Oh, I can't swear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, we, we've no, done it good. quite enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We would be like, oh my gosh, we're free. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, we're free, we're free, we're free. If people understood what took place, people just don't get it. So literally, Ilasos have just merged mine with the four with four of the largest mining pools in the crypto space. Literally. So they have the mining difficulty on the Ilasos blockchain is it it actually 14x as of right now because what? it was 11 yesterday and 14x as of today. What chain are they merge mining, merge mining with? So Elastos is an auxiliary um, proof of work and deposit chain. So it's directly merge mined off of the Bitcoin network. So it literally siphons the power of oh, the man. Bitcoin network. It is as secure. It can be as secure as and even more secure than Bitcoin. So before you take your AK-47 and start to offload shot, um, shot <laughs> at me, let me explain what that means. Any coin that operates on the same SHA-256 algorithm can also merge mine elastos. That means BCH, all of these other um, SHA-256 coins can merge mine on elastos. So elastos has the power to surpass Bitcoin in hash power. So you're telling me that basically uh, all the bastard miners have a home now. Yes. Well, yes. So, I'm but the one, but the one, <laughs> the one, the one thing with Elastos to stay <laughs> surpassed in terms of hash rate. Wait, hold on. It's uh all those. So like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV. They their miners have to stay active. Like let's say the Bitcoin, they're too greedy. Supporting. Let's but let's say, let's say the Bitcoin cash miners just went dark. That's a that's a huge pool of merge mining assets that Elastos would lose if they were merge mined with them as well. Correct. Well, I mean, they would just lose that, but they still have the rest of the Bitcoin right. work and every other mining. Right, right, right. Like, right, right. So, but right. so but so like the the other networks have to stay alive for that fourteen x uh, mechanism to stay in place. Right, and um, but. Uh, Assuming that the network would fail is like literally assuming the project, uh, a crypto project would just disappear in the thin air. I mean, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, I don't think it's outside of possibility. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying that it's, I'm just saying Elastos is not just limited to just Bitcoin SV. It's, it's open right, to yeah. the entire public space. And let me just piggyback off of this one more time. I know I'm talking a lot, but I got to get it out there. They can also distribute the hash power that they're sourcing from these other projects to side chains within their ecosystem. So what, is, what does that mean? Why do we give a damn? Why do we care? Well, any budding project, you know the issue with the space right now is 51% attacks. So Elastos basically future proofs any project. Basically, if you were one man and you, didn't, you needed hash power to protect your network, you could have the security of the Bitcoin network starting off that's nowhere in the space do, do you do you get that level of security or that guaranteed hash power nowhere what if they launch 10 projects at once how do they determine where, where the hash power goes well well it also it's all comes from the main chain which is the main chain of elastos is is merge mine with the main chain of bitcoin right and elastos has the ability to spur off side chains right so let's say you have um, one side chain. All right, so this is the Elastos main chain here. And let's say you start your project, this is your side chain. Mm -hmm. And you have 10 projects that you need to launch and your this chain is not gonna be enough for you or you feel like it's gonna clog everything. Elastos is literally the Amazon AWS of blockchain. So what you can do is spur off another side chain 
to handle a particular task. And you can spur off another side chain to handle one particular task. Or you can spur off another side chain. So Is that dividing the hash power though? No, no. So one side chain only gets X number of hash power. Well, it the confirmation time I think is two minutes. The Elastos blockchain confirms at two minutes while Bitcoin confirms at 10. So I think you averaging like 200 TPS or something, two to 400 TPS per chain. And if you need more than 200 TPS to confirm the state of a transaction on a DAP, I, I don't know what, what you're doing really. Um, but you're not limited to that, right? You can also um, develop your own proprietary consensus mechanism. So you don't have to just use what Elastos gives you as proof of work or DPoS. If you decided to go make a, a consensus mechanism that is called Amos's forehead, you can do that and still operate within the Elastos ecosystem, but you just won't be pulling the hash power from the Bitcoin network. I'm sorry, my forehead's bigger. Good point. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the thing about it is you, if, if you want to pull hash power from the Bitcoin network, you do have to operate on a consensus mechanism that is compatible with um, Elastos and Bitcoin. Um, the thing about that is Elastos does allow you to use DPoS. I'm just wondering, yeah, I was just wondering, I guess I was curious if they entered too many projects and they tried to baby all the projects at once, if they could ever compromise their network by doing No, so. that's the whole point of spurring off the side chains to prevent that sort of issue. So nice. with Ethereum, all of the nodes on Ethereum has every single node has to verify. So basically Ethereum is only as good as one computer because every node has to do the same thing, right? So what Elastis is saying, let's not do that because CryptoKitties and <laughs> um, let's have each chain be a computer and you can set up as much computers as you want. So it's a, it's a philosophy of distributed computing as opposed to centralized because Ethereum is technically somewhat centralized in a decentralized manner. That's really what they are. If every uh, node on your chain has to do the same thing, you're, you're, you're you're centralized pretty much that, that that's true i'm gonna have to agree with that and that's like I'm, it's kind of like um that's always the elephant in the room you know what i mean yeah. when you bring up ethereum it's kind of funny um but i'm interested to see what wendell has to say about this um you know what do you think wendell about oh the the general consensus on elastos how i feel um I, i'm very interested from the iot perspective because i've been looking for something um, for a long time that does, you know, address the trifecta, I guess, of uh, blockchain challenges that we have. And I'm, I'm going to have to actually get my hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, I would love, I could hook you up with everything you need, every person you need at Elastos to get your hands dirty. Um, okay. If you're looking into IoT, IoT is Elastos. Because of their C++ virtual machine, that is agnostic. You can install that runtime on any device on the planet. Yes, that's one of the things that got me excited when I first looked at it. Yep. Yes. So you're talking about a secure peer-to-peer, -peer, and you know Elastos Carrier is end-to-end -end encrypted. So yeah. every, it's crazy. This dude is like, as I said, I came on here before and I told you Ron Chen, he was literally at the forefront of pictures on phones. He was that guy at Microsoft. Hmm. And then Apple came and beat them to launch. 
this guy is is not from this planet. I've, I'm telling you. I've, <laughs> I've spoke to the guy just to see what kind of human being he is, and I realize he's not human at all. <laughs> so, what you're, so what you're saying is that we've been invaded by aliens. If if I were to assume that aliens are real, I would definitely say he's one of them. Well, wait, wait, wait. You know what? That was, that, that was the fun, that's the funny thing though, because uh, um, you know, uh, I like Lasso. Hey. I liked the Lasso before I met Amos and stuff like that. But I never cared to really look in. I know it's kind of blasphemy to say this, uh, like about a project in crypto, not looking into the team, but. I didn't really look into the team. I was more looking at the technology and what they were doing. And then uh, he started talking about uh, Ron Chen and I was like, oh snap, this is Ron. And then I started to look at his freaking repertoire and everything that he's done. And I was like, yeah, he, was, he was at Microsoft. Only, right, so it only still, it, well, not only was he at Microsoft, just everything that he did with, uh, you know, C++ and then yeah. all the work that he put forward. So it, you know, it kind of just solidified my opinion towards the last those. Um, Really, so it was great to hear that. Right, Gibby, yeah. that's not blasphemy. The longer I'm in the crypto space, I think can this project survive without knowing who the team is? Because all, all these teams, strong teams, making these crap products. I like that. Um, there it, you go. It really, it makes no difference to me anymore what True. the team is. I hey, really uh, two craps. honestly, the ultimate crypto. Good, good point, Robert. By the way, the ultimate crypto, Bitcoin, has no team not really and if you would have researched that team you'd been like wow this is sketchy as yeah if you, you, you research that team with nobody using their real name you'd be like i ain't touching yeah, that right i'm i'm gonna be the amos I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the bad guy here and uh yeah uh pull out paolo uh, figari who keeps on saying rsk versus lastos rsk they're doing the whole side chain on bitcoin right oh yeah they were implementing side chains for bitcoin right but like what about it why is he putting them against each other i am not absolutely i i assume that's why because they're doing side chains as well I, i'm not quite sure what, i'm not yeah i'm not so, sure either first of all elastos literally is not just um well it is security but elastos is a new literal a new implementation of the internet itself like we're not I don't think comparing Elastos to any singular project makes sense if you don't understand it. Elastos, literally, if you're talking about downloading a movie on the internet today, you go pay money wherever and you get your movie, right? Through the Elastos runtime, movies come embedded with a player that is hashed. So you cannot even go copy and try to resell a player or a movie or anything. It's rebuilding the way the internet is done from the ground up. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the opposite side there. Mm -hmm. um, if RSK is running smart contracts and side chains on top of Bitcoin, wouldn't they be able to do that? Basically, nope. basically, basically create. Hey, you want to download this movie? Here's a direct hash where you can you can only take this with your with this key I'm giving you. And no one else can distribute it unless they get the different key. That would be nice, but would they have a decentralized end-to-end -end encrypted um, carrier network? Would they have an, an encrypted C++ virtual machine, 100% um, uh, secure environment to run and protect digital content rights and privacy? Would they have um, a 
Well, a blockchain that literally supports every other project in the space. Now, if we talk about sidechains on Bitcoin, I would see that being useful or a, a strong, um, I guess, enemy um, to the whole securing the whole crypto space with Elastos. I, I do see that as somewhat of a competition, but it, that's what I'm saying. If you try to if you try to take down Elastos at one pillar, there are three other pillars that make it totally relevant to today. Can does will Bitcoin have an application that can be installed and secure every device on this planet? Can well, technically, Bitcoin... Elastos is on top of Bitcoin. Well, yes, but they have <laughs> technology. Well, the, well, hold on. The only thing we're getting from Bitcoin is hash power. But okay, the only thing you're getting from Bitcoin is hash power, but without Bitcoin's hash power, there's like almost no security. From the blockchain perspective, yes, but at the same time, there is lots of other um, parts of it that are relevant regardless. Like the actual uh, the application level, it's still there's no one, not even regular companies are doing that at the application level. I actually right. work at the um, the government, whatever, and going down, um, right down our hall, there's a company called Blue Cedar, right? And I looked in there and, and I was like, what do you guys do? Because I saw a phone and an app and they were like security. I was like, what are you guys doing? So apparently they have a contract with BlackBerry that I, what they do is these companies, these 4,500 companies go to them and they basically help secure the data from the OS level and the application, between the OS and the application. And well, no, we were talking about this before with the whole GNI stuff. We were talking about this. So they basically help reinforce and secure that. Elastos alone does that with the runtime. That's, that's already solved. You cannot hack that. You cannot crack that unless you somehow know how to get into the the CPU or whatever. Well, I mean, that's possible, but it's you're gonna be spending some time doing that. And the incentive to to do that to get some random data that may not be important to you is not. You're not gonna spend the time doing that. So what Elastis is saying is we're not 100% everything that everyone needs, but what we will do for sure is raise the bar for you to get into people's data. If you want to hack people, you're not just going to be hacking and crashing the same way uh, you can do with Amazon, YouTube, or whatever. You're not going to be doing it that way. That's for damn sure. You're going to have to come really well. No script kitties. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, they're literally saying, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to raise the bar for these hackers because it's too easy. Literally, somebody could just come today and spam you with, with packets, and that's a DDoS attack. Yep. Literally anyone just be like, boom, I'm going to barrage this IP address with tons of packets. Yep. Can't be done with Elastos because we don't have IP addresses because we remove IP addresses. Yep. So at the fundamental level, it is just significantly more secure. Hold on a second. You need to uh, go ahead and freaking uh, cite that again because a lot of people completely miss the point. Um, Elasto is completely reinventing the internet. Yes, right? from the ground up. Right, from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I'm, I assume that you lost the majority of, uh, of the people who were to follow Elasso's in the first place. Okay. Um, and I'm asking you because I'm going to repurpose some of this stuff uh, with your permission and throw it back on for Elasto okay. here to keep okay. get the word out. I'm a big supporter of you and I love mm-hmm. Elasto's as well. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and just tell us exactly how Elasto, uh, before we uh, cut the stream here shortly, um, how is Elasto uh, reinventing the internet? All right. So when we first think of the internet, it was being used primarily by private businesses and the military back in the 1980s. Um, there were a various suite of protocol that allowed for communication of networks. So what is the internet? The internet is nothing but a bunch of networks that are connected together. The internet is a network of networks, either be that LAN, PAN, WAN, MAN, it's just a bunch of networks that communicate together via the IP protocol. So the TCP protocol relies on a stable connection so TCP is like saying, hey, I am here, you're there, we're friends, let's communicate, right? The IP protocol says, okay, I take, I go down 100 main street, take a left, take a right, and that's how I get to you, right? So the TCP IP suite comes together to form the way packets on the internet is routed and sent to one another, right? TCP IP basically explains how we communicate with each other, how we get packets to one another. The Elastos iteration of that would be Elastos Carrier, which is not TCP-based, it is UDP-based. So it blasts packets out, it just sends packets everywhere. But the main difference is, traditionally speaking, in the TCP-IP world, you use centralized service to communicate everything. Mm, I don't want to say that because it's not entirely true, but I'll just leave it at that for now. So Elasos Carrier is a secure end-to-end encrypted way of distributing data and packets without the use of any centralized servers at all. And how do you get from one area to another and unlock your packages or get your messages is based on the IDs distributed by the Elastos DID sidechain. So if we were to compare Elastos in that sense of routing data, the Elastos carrier combined with the Elastos DID is literally like rebuilding the TCP IP suite of the current internet that is today. So at a protocol level, Elastos is quite in a literal way rebuilding the internet. Today, the internet does not come with any storage. Everyone has to set up storage on their own. Every company, every user, every person Elastos is saying, how about no? And let's make it secure as well. This is where Elastos Hive comes in. So if you were downloading a DAP, right, or your your unique content from the Elastos network, you request that that content. What Elastos Hive is, it is a modified version of IPFS. You guys know what IPFS, Internet um, Interplanetary File System. It's a mon- it's a it's a modified version of that. So if you query the chain, you need something, you need some content, you need a DAP, it's going to go out into the decentralized network, span the Elastos Hive decentralized network, gather the bits and pieces of the data, and bring it all to you. The same way you you use like I don't know Pirate Bay or BitTorrent, it's Elastos is that, but for you. And it's all encrypted 
end-to-end encrypted. So Elasticsearch is embedding in a somewhat technical, in a literal way, it's embedding memory into the new smart internet. This is not something that you need to necessarily go set up per se. You can set up personal stuff behind your firewall, but it's embedding memory into the internet and everything that a real internet needs to thrive. Right on. Now, this could go on for for no 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 it could go, go yeah. yeah no 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 yeah no no it could, could it could go on but I mean that was perfect right there you know um, that was an excellent explanation I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> I, I think we just uh, officially pulled the Joe Rogan podcast today tonight with uh <laughs> what is it an hour and hour and seventeen minutes 17. an hour and seventeen minutes but yeah and I apologize if I kept you too long uh, Amos but I had to get you in here. I'm good. I can keep going. I have time, but you guys yeah, yeah. probably close it up. No, no. Yeah. I, I had to get in there and I wanted to make sure that I did that. Um, guys, you guys, do you have any questions for Amos? Uh, I think we just talked said. about that. Our, our first last is video, right? Yeah, yeah good. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we cover it with his permission. We put it on there because, um, you know, I definitely want to get people to start uh, following you and seeing you there. And if repurposing a video from, uh, tonight to throw you on there to get more people because that is something that is missing in the Lasso community and that is something yeah. that you do a great job with. Yeah. Um, you know, I highly recommend people to follow you, the Cyber Republic, um, you know, your Telegram. I'm there and unfortunately over the last week and a half I haven't been able to. Um, yeah, that's know- no worries. And I mean, if people want, like if you don't, you don't need to see me to like get the re-information. This, just go to elastus.org and check out the stuff that they've released there on the news portion. And if you think what I'm saying is like next year or in the future, <laughs> this is all live. This is running. We're not talking in a hypothetical sense anymore, other than Elasus Hive. Um, Carrier's live. The blockchain is live. DPoS is live. Sidechains are live. They're already merge mining with four of the largest um, bit, um, pools from BTC. Um, so it's, this is real and working today. Right on. Yeah, it, it, it's great stuff. And, uh, you know, um, you've only scratched the surface of everything. Uh, like Wendell said in the, on our uh, very first stream, it's a lot. But the way that they, uh, the Lasso's team is putting it together, it, it is uh, very well done. And everything is done with intention. Nothing is fluff. You know what yeah. I mean? There's intention behind every one of their moves. Yeah. And um, you just need marketing. That's possibly the weakest. Point. Yeah. That's, and I would agree with Grumpy Cat if he decided to take a dump on the project for that. <laughs> oh, no. But we that's something that we all have to agree on. The marketing should definitely. I mean, we've covered several projects lately that have had actual working products, and you wouldn't know it unless you were covering it. Right. So, yeah. um, shame on the community. Like I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. Definitely. So, um, Native, you do have your fingers on the trigger. So, uh, yep. before anything, well, yeah, I just want to make sure that I thank everybody yep. uh, before I turn it over to you. Uh, Harry Lasagna, I know um, we had, uh, you know, Chain get Baca was here before. So, thank you for coming back. I, I remember you. Um, I saw somebody else, uh, G Torres. I can't remember you, but thank you for being here. Join us. Hit that subscribe button. If you're here for the first time, hit this subscribe. Yeah. Thumbs up. Uh, my community will get Amos's information once again. If you want to co- uh, continue to follow Amos uh, in the Cyber Republic and everything ELA, I'm telling you, 
uh, since I came across him, uh, across Amos. And it was actually through Theta that I got in contact with Amos. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> ironically, I will go ahead and um, put, put, put all that information out there. All right, uh, Native, I'm throwing it to you. All right. I guess if you, I don't know, it may be a little bit late for uh, <laughs> passing a torch or anything or getting any uh, coins for the next uh, next round. Uh, we ha yeah, we have we ha we still have that list that we're uh, chunking through. So. All right. We're good. We're going to go ahead and uh, sign out. Thanks for watching, everybody. And we're out. Peace. Yeah.